Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Uh, this is your official Leguizamarama spoiler warning. If you haven't seen Romeo and Juliet, where have you been since 1597, you <laughs> fucking idiot? <laughs> anyway... I will be spoiling the story of Romeo and Juliet, but if you don't know it, you're dead to me. I'll see you guys later. Bye. Peace. I hate the word. Hello and welcome to Leguizama Rama, a podcast where two people... Um, Kind of a random picked a character actor they like and are now oddly committed to the concept for the next three years or so. Um, we are watching every single thing starring our favourite actor in the world, the very underrated John Leguizamo. Uh, I'm one of your co-hosts, Zach Ruane. You might know me from... Um... Have you ever been in a Shakespeare play? Yes. Okay, oh, well, does it... I think I've mentioned this before, the what futuristic... <laughs> <laughs> I'm in a sketch comedy troupe. I either studied law or acting. Yeah. <laughs> um, I uh, yeah. You might know me from the production of uh, uh, Much Ado About Nothing, set in outer space, where we had laser guns and clones. Mm-hmm. Um, or you might know me from some scene studies in second year. Great. Um, where I I I really push myself out of my comfort zone, play dark characters. Nice. Um, <laughs> scary characters, you know. I had a teacher look me in the eye and say, you know, you're the, you're the fun, funny guy, mm-hmm. but you're not going to do that this year. I want to challenge you. And, and wow, do I have a range <laughs> you'll never see. <laughs> uh, I'm joined as always by Mish Wittrup, who you might know from. Uh, who you might know from in high school. I did two Shakespeare plays and a couple of scene studies and I was always cast as a man because I went to an all-girls school and I was fat. <laughs> so, <laughs> so um, because I didn't look like, uh, because uh, yeah. I didn't have uh, the feminine bod, uh, they were like, well, we'll make her a man. Uh, so that that's me. I was I was Nick Bottom in a Midsummer Night's Dream. Oh, I was great. also Oberon in a Midsummer Night's Dream. Lysander. Yeah, mm. not bad. Uh, so yeah, you think, think you think Zach's got range? I can have a dick. <laughs> I um I I think that um the biggest thing stopping me from having children is the idea of having to one day watch high school Shakespeare. Oh. Oh. I feel so sorry for my parents, the amount of sh- shit high school shows because I was that piece of shit drama kid well, that did everything and my mum had to come to everything or else I'd have a little tanty. <laughs> so that poor, <laughs> that poor thing. Anyway, we should introduce our guest before I talk more about myself. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I do know that uh, she comes from theatre. 
Um, so hopefully has some fun stories from that world. Um, and I don't care if you, the listener, aren't from theatre and feel very alienated by this podcast because what are you doing here? We've alienated you with the concept. Yeah, get some culture. <laughs> culture. Cretans. <laughs> if you've turned on this podcast and you've gone, wow, this this episode's a little bit left of centre, <laughs> fuck off. Fuck off. <laughs> You're not a regular. <laughs> Zoe Coombs-Marr is an Australian comedian, performer and actor. In 2014, Coombs-Marr acted in Gideon o- Obaznek's Le Charm, which premiered as... Obajanek's. Um, I first met uh, Zoe Coombs-Marr. I'm riffing off an Wikipedia. <laughs> is that your Wiki page? No, Wikipedia. Yeah. Oh, yeah, my Wikipedia is really... Is, is is weird. I don't it's know who's like, done that. But you've got one, though. I feel I feel like maybe Gideon Abishanik has done my <laughs> Wikipedia because it's only... When in doubt, it was the person that, like, it's someone involved in the like, thing that's okay. number one. But that's very cool that you did a there, Sydney dance. The, anyway, yeah. I first met uh, Zoe when she was in Dave, playing the part of Dave. That's when you sort of took yes. the world of theatre and came into the world of comedy uh, a few years later, you won awards for Trigger Warning. You've done an Amazon Prime original stand-up thing. That's that's the best intro I've ever done. Yeah, that was very I good. I liked it. Um, she's very good. You can trust us on this yeah. journey. Yeah. And <laughs> you've got a pair of professional hands. Yeah. And you've got a wiki, which in itself. I do. I, do. I didn't have it for a long time. Mm. It was just no, I didn't have one. If you're both, because you have a wiki too, don't you, Zach? Not personally. Yeah, but you your don't. your sketch comedy has a wiki. sketch comedy. So if you go to one. like Auntie Donna Wikipedia, and then it, it can you click? You can't click on your name. Yeah, but like, what would it Do say? It'd be like Zachary Wayne. You click on it, and, and it's it like he wa- she's watching in- John Leguizamo <laughs> films with his friend Mish. Yeah. Also Auntie Donna, and then and then it back. just goes back. Yeah. <laughs> It's a perpetual, it's an Ouroboros of a Wikipedia. I think that there are a couple of levels of when you know you've really made it and one of them is when you get your own wiki. So congratulations, Zoe. Oh, thank you. I've always wanted one. Um, and then the one on from that and I feel like it's a very close because I think as soon as you get a wiki, someone someone out there puts your um, – like how much money you're worth out on the internet as well. Oh, you know, yeah. That's like the next the step. So like, if, yeah, thing. your net worth. I, and how, how tall you are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've got one of them. Have you got a net worth? I've got a net worth. My, my net worth came years later. So I got a wiki, Donna wiki was, you know, and then it was only like last year that I got a net worth. And it's so funny because it's like, I, I've talked about this before, but it's between 100,000 and a million. It's like how can you throw such a wide net and still be over. (laughs) (laughs) Between 100,000 and a million. It's a very wide net you've got there, guys. I would put your net worth on the net. I think mine's like 3 million or something. Oh, wow. Wow. Not in real life. (laughs) Congrats on on buying that Sydney bungalow in 1987. Yeah. You you got ahead of the curve. Yeah, I was a very cluey (laughs) three-year-old. But that's just, I think that that's a really good indicator of if you've made it. One day I'll Google Mish Wittrop net worth and something obscene will pop up and I'll know I'm famous. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll feel good about that. I yeah. remember. It's, on, oh, it's an, ama- it's an amazing feeling. feeling. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 
<laughs> seeing someone guessing and like knowing it's a rough, it's a, it's like it's just a bot of some sort. Like it's just a weird yeah. search engine bot thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very like people have realised that that's something people search for. Yeah, it's yeah. like Zoe Kumsma is actor is like it's really weird. They've the strange strange language. Yeah, mm, fair. Bit like. Bit like the old Shakespeare. Hey, very, very good. good. Very good. <laughs> that was good. We're watching he used a, language, didn't he? he yeah, did. yeah, didn't he? We're watching a very big film. Like this is we we yeah. try to like um, pass them out th- over the three years or so that this is going to take. Yeah, I mean, it, how many movies is when we started Gusamo in? When we started this uh, podcast, he'd done 149. Oh my god! So we were like, okay, three years. We can commit to three years. But then since we started the podcast just over a year ago. He's made nine things. Really? <laughs> so now it's, I didn't so know he was so busy. He's Very like one of the hardest working people in Hollywood. Uh, so <laughs> we're so pleased we picked him um, because this podcast is just never going to end. No. Uh, he just keeps working. It's the thing you realise, we realised that very early on is – Big, big, big famous Hollywood actors, you know, your Brad Pitt's, your Leo DiCaprio's, your um, Jennifer Lawrence's. Um, (laughs) 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 Um, They can afford to... Did you just start saying Jennifer, not knowing which Jennifer you were going for? You were just like, Jennifer Lawrence. Oh, I didn't know... (laughs) It was going to be her. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, but, no, they, they they like, one, they're in the whole movie. That's the other big thing I realise is they're in the mm, whole movie mm. so they can do less movies because that's physically that's like three, four months of stuff they've got to do. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then, two, like they make enough from that movie that they don't have to make a movie every week. Whereas there's this double thing of like a jobbing actor. So anyone from your from your legs to your Bobby Carnavales, <laughs> to your, your Beth Grants, to your Beth Grants, they are in a space where a they've got to do more things to like make the money, mm. and b they're only on it for a week. They pop in, they go hi, how you going? At most, they do a month of sh- so they can do literally like twelve things in a year wow. if they want to. Um, and my God, does John do that? Yeah, yeah. we. Well, that's a lot of movies. Yeah, and yeah, and Romeo and Juliet <laughs> is fair. In fairness, an excellent film. Uh, spoiler alert: uh, it's great. Uh, but don't judge John Leguizamo on that particular film because he's done some shocking shit. Oh, I like, and I can say that comfortably now because I I feel like he. He would respect that. He would Does respect. He listen to this. He, he knows, knows we exist. Exists. Yeah. Well, he'd have to, right? Well, he shares us on Instagram. He has the most dad Instagram you've ever seen in your whole life. And um, every once in a while, he'll share like on his story something we've posted and be like, Leguizamarama, lol. He loves the <laughs> pun. Leguizamarama. Yeah, he loves Aww. the pun. Mark. No, so hi, he, John. Hi, John. Hi, if John. You're Big fan. <laughs> Um, no, but he's 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 a. It's a fascinating thing. Like I think more than anything, the reason I love doing this is for you, the two listeners. No, it's <laughs> it's it's an amazing thing to do when you pick an actor rather than a director. They do lots of stuff, and you mm. see, like, yeah. like literally from about nineteen ninety through to now, every kind of film that has been made, like mm, every yeah. from the best to the worst, to the middle. The middle is interesting. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure he doesn't like all his films. No. No, he'd be like, oh, that one, terrible. Yeah, absolutely. And it's kind of fun to watch films like that. That's the thing that's interesting is like 
Because you see, we see bad film. We see like so bad they're good films. We see great films, but we don't really see just films that are like, oh yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you just sort of don't watch it really, or you don't. Mm. Well, if you think about the I amount, I was going to of- say you don't pick it up at the video shop, but that's. <laughs> I feel like I'm back at the video shop days. Yeah, because it's like, like, what's that movie? Oh yeah, I'll watch this film. I like that actor. I'll yeah, watch it. that's what I feel like. You mm. don't do that anymore with Netflix and Rotten Tomatoes and stuff. No, Not I mean Netflix is probably the closest, really. Like that it's like the video store where you're just like, all right, like it just suggests things. Yeah. Like, yeah. And it's mostly crap. Mm. Well, the, the thing is a lot of his stuff because he's done like 1,024 things uh, isn't on the streaming services so we have to go and find weird <laughs> copies of them, totally legal copies of them throughout the internet. And I always think every time I'm watching some sort of weird filmed from a VHS movie, who did that? Like, who filmed? Yeah, who was like, oh, this fucking weird middle of the road 1992 uh, sexy thriller. I'm going to film it and put it online. On YouTube for a yeah. thousand people. Yeah, yeah it is yeah. In, it in, in, interesting. It's, it's, yeah. It must be some sort of compulsion, I guess. Probably. It's like hoarding for the masses. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's it's like we've got to we've got to get this, guys. <laughs> do you reckon it's a secret shame? Like they do it and don't like do you think their loved ones know? I remember <laughs> once. I remember <laughs> once I was filming a thing. We're worried about you. And we filmed it at this prop master place. It was this man who had all these props and and he was like people in film and television would get props from him and he was giving us a tour of his warehouse and it soon became very apparent that he wasn't a prop person per se it wasn't that he was like collecting things from different eras he was a hoarder and he'd found an excuse oh, yeah. <laughs> he was just like yeah. here's a 17 cartons of long life milk from 1997 and yeah. it's like i just that's not a prop <laughs> <laughs> i don't think <laughs> that's not a hobby that's a problem <laughs> <laughs> well and like someone who someone who's like shooting a shooting a thing set in 19 at a milk shop in 1997 yeah. well you Thank know what God. you don't need it until you do. Then That's one true. day someone's like, we need like heaps of long life milk from 1997. Where yeah. the fuck are we going to get that? Yeah. Bill's got some. I would believe him if he had long life milk from 2005. Or long yeah. <laughs> like if he had a shelf of different long life but milk. But if, if it's specific to a just three one. year period. <laughs> it was just like one yeah. set of long life milk. But so I guess, like, but if it's long life milk, right? So. You're not replenishing it. They yeah. probably only made make it once every ten years. Yeah, exactly. That's true. And that bloke's probably just taking it very literally. Long life, I'll show you. Yeah. You can live for the rest of your life with me in my <laughs> apartment full of newspapers and blenders. <laughs> um, right. I want to jump back to the talking about the filming uh, videos and putting them on the internet and whether it's your secret shame or not. It's broadly on topic. Thanks. <laughs> um <laughs> Because I just remembered something, so I'm going to put the question out there, but really I want you both to know I'm waiting to speak. Um, (laughs) Is there anything on the internet? uh, Is there anything on the internet? Yes, heaps. (laughs) There's a ton. There's like Um, web pages. With you in it or that you were a part of, that you would be wildly embarrassed if people found it. Oh, um, I understand. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like is there something out there that you made maybe early on in your career or not that you would never share and would be very embarrassed if any form of fan base were to find it? The only it? answer I can give is no. Because um, then yeah. it's to find it. Well, I'm going to, because I, I don't have a wiki or my net worth is not online, I feel like I can say mm-hmm. I do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a music video. 
that I was in when I first. Do I know about this? No, no one does. I was my first paid gig out of uni. Uh, Yeah, they can. Let them. No one has ever been able to. Michelle Brazier found out that I had this music video that I did and she went looking for years. Did (laughs) she find it? Ultimately, yes, because we have a mutual friend that was also in the same music video and they showed her. Wow. Um, but there was a music video I did. It was my first paid gig out of uni um, and oh, I took it because we were taught to say yes to everything. And, uh, yeah, it's me in like a corset dancing. So from – so it's but not in like a cool way. <laughs> not in that cool way people do. Like, 2003. I'm not 13, saying anything else other than that. 13, 14. Not it also and features is it a band someone that else that studied at our university. Maybe, maybe not. Okay, someone you know. Mm. Okay. Is I'm just trying to, I'm trying to think if there's anything out there. Mm. I have such a bad memory. I'd be like, I'm like, I don't know. Mate, I could have done a porn and forgotten about it. <laughs> That's what I was getting at. What I really want to know is if either of you done porn. <laughs> maybe. Who knows? I, I think that, I think that it's like, it, it's, it, Depends on like your definition of embarrassing and which mm. audience sees it. I think like there's a, possibly a few earnest interviews I've done for more theatery things in the very early days mm. that I would prefer people not to see. <laughs> yeah, mm. or people not to take out of context, especially because they're about things that are very serious, like important to me, and mm-hmm. like because they're like, haha, it's funny to see him being a like that's what I would hate, but. Um, I think I, I think we just skipped the worst of it at our age. I think so yeah. too. I didn't. I mean, there wasn't. I was in a a music video ad. I was in an ad. Ooh. Ooh. I was in an ad when I was like probably twenty, mm. and uh, I. But it's like a. I think it was for like Channel V or oh, like, so funny, and it was yeah. like a. I was dancing in it, and but you don't. I'm not in it for very long, and I don't know if it's. It might, I don't think it's on the internet, but someone will find it. <laughs> some, yeah, I mean, have a look, see if you can find it. Mm, I remember once. I'm, yeah, but I might be on the internet. But then I don't. I feel like at I'm 37, so when I was like doing that sort of stuff, it was like bad community theatre, and no one. It was not like you, people weren't filming stuff on their phones. Yeah. like it wasn't. It's, thank God we're not trying to launch our careers there was on no TikTok real or something. YouTube you know or what anything. I mean? Like if we were trying to like launch comedy careers on TikTok at 19 years old and some of the shit that would be out there. Oh, oh. I think teenagers, I think, I think of the shit I would have filmed when I was like yeah. 16, 17. Oh, yeah. I think of the Same. shit I did film and didn't have a means to like Well, yeah, because you're filming it on. it on like a mini DV tape. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. like, I did, there's heap, I studied, uh, I studied like fine arts. I have a fine arts degree. Oh, wow. Yeah, oh, cool. Yeah. More the- that's amazing. Well, I did both. So I was like studied uh, theatre and performance studies and I did a double degree. So, and yeah. then my other degree is in sculpture, installation and performance art. But Fucking I did quite. Hell. Oh, I'm my God. Yeah, that. so I have um, quite a lot of like mini DV tape video art yeah. that I'm in. Oh. So there's a lot of that. Good. Mish has seen. There is a DVD at the bottom of a drawer somewhere of me cutting off naked, cutting off all my hair and covering myself in paint. In a <laughs> a performance, of yeah. Beauty standards and masculinity somewhere, but it's not online. Wait, did you? <laughs> yeah, well, that's it. I'm like, there's a video somewhere yeah. of like doing the worst stuff. Like, just the, I remember I did one. Actually, this is quite. I think this is quite a good performance, actually. I covered myself nude, covered myself in um, 
margarine and Vegemite, like very thick, and then wrapped myself in Glad Wrap on top of that. So it was like layer of margarine and Vegemite, layer of Glad Wrap, little holes, Mm. and then sort of like did like a Like a salada. Like a, yeah, like a a Vita Week when all the worms came out. Oh, my God. Both the arty wanker and the comedian in me just got so happy. Welcome (laughs) to the world of Zoe (laughs) Kings. That was great. Yeah, Um, so there's a video of that somewhere, but it's not online. Yeah, Mm. that's my thing is, like, thank God for that. And also, do you know what? I think the the worst thing, the worst thing would be doing all the little independent shows, Mm. like, that we did. It's not so much those things being captured and put online. It's the promo around it. Like the idea of like, hey, come along to my play. (laughs) (laughs) I remember seeing, this wasn't a thing that I was in, but I remember a few years ago finding a promo video for, it was like a Sydney fringe production of a steampunk Tempest. Amazing. Oh, my God. <laughs> and the video, the Amazing. promo video for it is hilarious. It's like a guy with those big um, weird steampunk goggles oh. doing Shakespeare and contact juggling <laughs> oh, <laughs> with a big fuck. crystal ball and going like, come along to the sheds where the, <laughs> oh where the, the steampunk temp- Tempest I, is underway. There's this like Great. layer to me is my personality. I don't think I've talked about that on this podcast, but I try to I try to be positive almost to a negative level. I try to uh, be positive. I try to like um, I don't like judging forms. This is a really wanky thing. Like, but I I don't like saying I don't like cabaret or I don't like burlesque or I don't like mm-hmm. because it's like no, you just don't like who you've seen, seen doing so that. far, like, no, yeah. There's no issue with form so, so long as it's good, right? That's a big, big thing I believe in. So I always try to be really open to all things, but there's just this thing. I I think it's Edinburgh did it. I just like hate there's a type of per, like that like like juggling type person. Yeah. <laughs> Jugglers. You know, I think you're trying to say just carnies. Carnies. But like not carnies. Like, I just don't like no, carnies. No, yeah. I don't mind like the I'm, cool, like, you know, oh, rip you off, come to the carnival, build oh, a Ferris wheel with yeah. a couple of bricks. I'm talking about like, like um, I just, I go from fringe to fringe. and mm. uh, Oh, yeah. It's that like weird sort of like too sex positive kind of polyamorous yeah um yeah just earnestness yeah. i think it is it's like, like you can't ironically contact juggle actually you could <laughs> yeah they've all they all also but they di- don't they all dyed their hair about 3 months ago and it's faded out but not completely mm. yeah and it's like a tinge of green or yellow and, and they, they love, all have that they love they they like redo their facial hair like um like they're a character in Red Dead Redemption 2 it's like <laughs> I got a mustache now. It's like, okay. <laughs> and every single one of them, every single, just spend an hour with them flying in Edinburgh because mm. every single one of them have anger problems. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, that's the thing. There's something, something not quite right simmering under. That's what you. That's what you're picking up. It's on. the aggressive like. chill. Yeah. I, I can't handle aggressive chill. Mm. I, I struggle with them a lot. And um, <laughs> they all have vests. They all. They vests. all have a vest. I reckon if you can juggle. You're not truly a juggler till you own a crocheted vest. (laughs) (laughs) 
and they always get mad. They always get mad. <laughs> they always get mad. They're like, more people should watch what I do. Yeah, and it's like no. But more people, like lots of people watch Cirque du Soleil, but as soon as it hits a level, you just like, nah, that's not what I do. It's like you cannot, one of your parameters yeah. cannot be it's enjoyed by many. Yeah. Like if it's enjoyed by many, it's bad, and then you're mad that in many don't enjoy what you do because it's like, <laughs> Yeah. It's a defining factor in what you're. Do you both enjoy impromptu theatre? Like if you're at a park or something and people start performing? Has that, have you ever seen that? Hmm. What? Not what? Like a conversation? That's what? just a conversation. You're, no, that's just like, eavesdropping. No, no, no. Like people just start like doing flips and turns and start like throwing each other up in the air and doing acrobatics. Oh, in park. yeah. Well, they do that a lot in Edinburgh. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. revolting. Yeah. Does it bother you? Yes. Cool. So I can say it bothers me too. <laughs> <laughs> It's not. It's, I really hate it. I yeah, really hate it. Don't don't throw your art in my face. Yeah, yeah it's genuinely. It's like it's it's like it's like any art or entertainment or art that is more about the gratification and satisfaction of the artist than the audience. Yeah. Oh, that's absolutely. It's like, yeah. I'm going to do this at you, and it's like, no, thank you. It's, it's like a consent issue, actually. <laughs> I believe it is. So, um, I think we should jump into yeah, I think so Romeo too. and Juliet. Um, because, because this, is, this f- is a big one. Like you said, people have been requesting this and have, we, we love this film. Have you done Two Wong Fu? Yes. That's yeah. the other one, isn't it? Yeah, that's, that's a the big other one. big one. There's a few. Oh, we, 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 we do have to ask, what is your relationship with John Leguizamo like? How do you know like, how John? how do you know John? Did you know him before we asked? Yes. Or was it like a- no, I, I think I probably first saw him in... Romeo and Juliet. Yeah. Yeah. And or Tu Wong Fu. Yeah. My sister was obsessed with Tu Wong Fu mm. as a little kid, was just like, this is my favourite movie. It was mine as a kid too. Yeah. It's it's a really stupid movie. Yeah, it's dumb. But it like it's but it's, but it's cute. But yeah. It's got good heart. Like we rewatched yeah. it and we're like, it's it's trying surprisingly the right, yeah. in the right place for something. Swayze. <laughs> yeah, I know. Zach said it perfectly. Is it Wesley Snipes? Wesley yeah. Snipes. Oh, my yeah. God. So uh, funny. Zach said, because Wesley Snipes, if you rewatch it, Wesley Snipes and John Leguizamo are actually incredible in that film. And Zach said that Patrick Swayze, it's like he's just trying to be his mum. <laughs> <laughs> Always stayed with me. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. Um, that that movie is like you know you watch the movie and you're like wow surprisingly progressive for a film of its time, mm. but you have to stop at the movie. You cannot. You cannot watch the um, promotional material. Yeah. Any oh. interview about that film. Is any, it just super offensive? It's super like. Def- they're, they're just super, def- they're super defensive about the work they've like, done. So I've like, done this film. Yeah. But I am. Oh, it was crazy. Straight. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was, like, I love doing it. Like I loved working with the boys. Love Wesley, love Patrick. But mate, like, it was funny putting on a dress though, eh? Well, yeah. that's, that's a funny thing that I did there. I like women. <laughs> it was a weird Era that time because it was after Priscilla, wasn't mm-hmm. it? And it was, yeah, it was like after Priscilla mm-hmm. it was just a dead rip off of Priscilla. But yeah, it, but it, it, actually, it was it was one of those exactly the same time situations, yeah. like volcano and Dante's Peak. It was a volcano Dante's Peak situation. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it was. Zoe. that's Twisted exactly tornado. what it was. <laughs> but and I think Priscilla at its core holds up better. We've talked about yeah. it. But Priscilla at its core holds up better, but mm. they both have their hearts in the right places. Mm. It's only mm. detail. But they're all straight men. Yes. Yeah. They, they were like, it was the old, It's. I mean, it's like the Arnie Grape thing as well. It's like mm. playing someone with a disability, playing a drag queen. Like you had to be, it was like, it's, like, it was, it's the opposite to what it is now where it's like you cast people in 
Like you, you have Absolutely, to cast a gay yeah. person as a gay person. But back then it was like you are not allowed to cast a gay person well, as I a think, gay person. That would, yeah, they were, no, they were like it, it, people will watch this film if they're straight. Yeah. Like if they're actually, if they're really straight, people will watch it and be able to be like, okay, I can enjoy this because I know he's straight. Well, that that's kind of mentality. Like if Blade yeah. says it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's that kind of like that sort of 90s type of idea of acting as like mm. an extreme sport. Like how <laughs> yeah. far, like how high is the... The yeah. ju- it's like high jump. Yeah. Like mid- yeah. how mid- far away is the character from you? Like uh, Romeo and Juliet, <laughs> Miriam Margulies. Oh, <laughs> you will not come for Miriam Margulies. Yeah. <laughs> we will not take I that. will go is, so deep yeah. into her lineage to find anyone of like Italian heritage it's, to be like, no, it's okay for it's Miriam. so funny. Oh, I love but that. But that whole, that, I mean, Romeo and Juliet is just full of all fake Latinos, yeah. like he who are like Spanish ish, yeah. and the yeah. Capulets. Brunettes with a bit of a tan, Spanish-y. let's be clear. <laughs> yeah. And John Leguizamo. <laughs> I think he's the only actual Latino yeah. is it in bit, the whole is it movie. Like, is it like, I feel like it's a, like, there's, it's, because there's an Italian vibe to that family. Well, as I mean, well. the. Romeo and Juliet, like originally it's set in Verona, Italy. it feels very set in South America. Anyway, do the intro. intro. And then let's talk about location. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Where is it set? (laughs) 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 All right. Okay. I'm going to do the intro. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Try. I love this. Romeo and Juliet is a really old story about really young love written by William Shakespeare. Allegedly. The movie we're watching, (laughs) sorry, the movie we watched is absolutely brilliant. A 1996 action romance directed by Baz Luhrmann. In Fair Verona is where we set the scene. The Montagues hate the Capulets and the Capulets hate the Montagues. They fight each other like the gangs in West Side Story but without the songs and the dance and the whitewashing, although there is still a little bit of whitewashing in this film. (laughs) Romeo, a Montague played by Leonardo DiCaprio when he was in his early 20s and liked to date women his own age, (laughs) falls in love with the beautiful Juliet, a Capulet with a really big swimming pool. Together they have sex and say really romantic stuff to each other, which can be hard to understand because it's written in prose and with rhyming couplets and a bunch of other shit that I learned about in high school. (laughs) Their romance hits a bit of a roadblock when their friends start killing each other, though. It's super annoying for them. Nobody wants them to be together, which is kind of mean. John plays the coolest character ever. It's Tobolt, Juliet's cousin, and fuck, he really hates Romeo and all of his friends. For never has there been a story of more woe than that of Juliet and her Romeo. Very good. Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you so much. Full disclosure. Should we do a full disclosure on that intro? Oh, yeah. I I wrote that intro how long ago? Seven months, eight months ago when we did a live for... We did a screening of this film at the Lido. I feel it's important to say because our intros have been getting like 
worse and worse and worse <laughs> and more Wikipedia y. Yeah. And it's like all of a sudden she's just coming out with like a fucking banger. You've done jokes, yeah. you've done observations. <laughs> um, but the location, wow. Mexico City, right? Yeah, Mexico City. Yeah. We t- do we think it's like a well, that's where like it was for like? Yeah, I love, I, lo- I do, I love that vibe. I think what I, the one thing I really love about this film is the set. Is the set. <laughs> is everything Catherine Martin did. <laughs> yeah. amazing. Yeah. But is also, I love, I, I really am a big fan of, and this is a bit wanky, but it's like I'm a really big fan of films. Contact jugglers. <laughs> Contact jugglers. With people anger doing issues. <laughs> With big curly moustaches. Well, you curled your moustache? You must be fine. <laughs> do you I know love- how to do a slack rope? <laughs> Wow, that's so cool that you've like. Want to go find two trees close together? Oh my god! <laughs> oh fuck! Uh, oh, that's so funny. Um, no, I just, I love any I love when they take uh, any adaptation of an old text. I think the most important thing you need to do is set it or or give the impression symbolically of uh, like of contemporary ideas like. I think when most people read Romeo and Juliet in high school, they're like, well, people don't kill each other on the street anymore Mm. and people don't get married at 15 anymore and it's like it's always important to be like, well, they do. (laughs) It's just just a little reminder that there are a lot of places in the world that still operate and I think there's just so many things. I didn't notice the first time I watched it. Like my favourite thing in the whole film is when they go into the party and they leave their guns. Oh yeah, it's mm. great. At the entrance and they yeah. go through the little because it's like there are there would be so many parties in South America. Oh, like that? Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> like it's like oh yeah, yeah. People still kill each other all the time. Yeah. Um, they're my often, favorite yeah. thing that I noticed is I'd never noticed it before. Mm. When they are on like Verona, Venice Beach type of yep. wherever they are. Uh, there's like all the the stands, like the shops and stuff, yeah. and they've all got funny Shakespearey names. Like yeah. there's one that's called Pound of Flesh, another is like Midnight Hag, and one of them is a hot dog stand called Rosenkranskys. <laughs> oh my god, I didn't notice this. I didn't notice it's, that. That's so brilliant. Uh, Rosenkranskys. I yeah. never noticed. Yeah, the I've watched this film a few times now, and it's like I've never noticed Rosenkranskys. I that's think like um, that's like uh, Romeo. That's like Shakespeare world. It's yeah, like it's a really little really thing. So I was watching it um, this morning and looking at. So I kept just pausing it to yeah. try to find. They, they've all got funny names. Some mm. of them you can't read, but yeah, someone's really. Well, Catherine Martin's done a great. That's yeah. very bit clever. Of a, bit of an Easter egg in there. It's just the most delicious film to watch. Like oh, it's just great. visually. Incredible! Like I, I don't know. I just it really it really bloody does it for me. Mm. I really really love this film. It's one of the reasons why I wanted to do this podcast. Yeah, you're saying was to yeah. be able to rewatch this film. We're watching for some twenty reason. Ice Ages for this yeah. one film. <laughs> do we think? Do we think it's Baz Luhrmann's best film? Yes. Uh, uh strictly boring. Strictly boring. It's really great. Too. Yeah, but yeah, I think these two on par. Really peaked with something. But also, this one, this film is the one where, uh he really well. It wasn't really him actually. It was more Jill Billcock who's the editor. But that style of that like the, all the sped up stuff and the fast cuts. That's yeah. where mm. it really sort of lands. They like, yeah. worked that it's out because that's not really in Strictly Ballroom. Yeah, it was in this movie that they sort of like 
really work that out, I think. It's mm. that thing of like, I think the thing I really like, when Baz Luhrmann is really like firing on all cylinders, it's when he brings that like theatre mentality of ensemble, like, and mm. not just the actors, it's like, it's just, he almost just gets good people and gets them to turn it up to 10. Like, mm. it's like the editors, like Catherine Martin is e- like equal. It's the, she's equal to him. Yeah, and I would say like, so yeah. is Jill Bilcock the, yeah, I think you're doing right. the editing. Like, mm. I mean, then you've got like Moulin Rouge, which is all editing. Edit- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can imagine that we're just getting no, it. It's like, woof, what am I going to do with this? So I just feel like um, after Romeo and Juliet, people were like, wow, the editing was great. And that. so the, when Moulin Rouge came along, Baz was like, you, we need more of you. <laughs> Lots of you, just everywhere. They love the editing. They I, love it. I watched Moulin Rouge recently. I'm sure you, have you guys done that one? Yeah, no, not no, yet. Oh, holding it on. What a weird role. For John Leguizamo oh, yeah. Toulouse Lautrec as a mandolin that tells the truth or yeah. something like it's so weird. Yeah, it's odd. It's, it's a, a really real trippy weird film. movie. Yeah. It's it, terrible. Like, oh, watching, is it? I watched it recently. Watching it now, you're just like, what the fuck? <laughs> oh, really? What? No. It's no, so stupid. That. Everything's like sped up and crazy, and it's yeah, it's, but it's a the big it's piece a mess. of shit. The big piece of shit <laughs> romantic in me goes, but they love each other oh, so much. Nah. It's, do you know who's really good in it, though? Yeah. Richard Roxburgh. Roxburgh. Oh. He's amazing in it. Oh, he's, he's incredible. Really funny. Richard Roxburgh is like. Yeah, top I feel notch. like it's Richard Roxburgh and who. Um, fuck, who. In, um, it's always like one. There's always one Australian, like, jobbing actor in every Baz Luhrmann film mm-hmm. that just fucking nails it. Yep. Uh, like in, well, they're uh, all in it. There's it's what um, David Wenham, Gary McDonald. Is he in it? Gary McDonald is I in it. I love a Gary McDonald pop up in a film. Yeah. There's like the, <laughs> just like when you're like, it's my favourite thing with anything filmed in Melbourne, just like the on, the MTC ensembles. <laughs> <laughs> There it's is, like yeah. uh, Katie, Katie Holmes is like, oh, these monsters are scaring my children. We have to call in Marina Pryor and Gary McDonald. Get <laughs> 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 him in. Um, but it's who, oh, who's I always forget his name. He's my favourite actor, um, he, other than John. Who? Um, and Beth Grant. <laughs> um, oh, from Secret Life of Us, and he directed Boy. Uh, oh, I have no, no idea. I, this is so bad. What a professional would have done is not brought him up until I thought of his name. Hey, that's fine. Oh, what's his? He's in. Uh, he's Secret the, Life of Us. Yeah, like, that's the worst. Right? He dated Kathy Freeman it's for okay. a time. I um, I've been with my partner for over a year and a half thought. now, and I don't know what he does for work. <laughs> So I don't like when you say oh, I've forgotten who my favorite actor is. No, that's fine. It's got to that has to be forgivable because he has to forgive me for not knowing what he does. What does he? What do you think he sort of does? Uh, so he has a title. He works for the government, and I have deciphered that if I say he works for the government, I'm not doxing him because like four hundred thousand people work for the government. <laughs> um, he works. Could I say what he does? I feel like you could. Say, I think he like my understanding of what he does mm. from the two or three conversations I had with yeah. him. Um, <laughs> The effort I made at a couple of dinners, Bish. <laughs> is he like kind of looks over looks over budgets and reporting to make sure they haven't done anything dodgy? Basically, make sure right. like government institutions that he the government institution that he works for. Did you did you space given, out while Zach was talking just then? 
sort of. Yeah. yeah a little bit. Yeah. I just was – I started thinking, please stop. <laughs> <laughs> That's me all the time. I was looking, looking forward to the end of it. <laughs> anyway, I don't begrudge you for forgetting your favourite actor because – Joel Edgerton. Joel Edgerton is I, your favourite actor. Your favorite no, no, actor. no, but I love him. And <laughs> and I love him in Great Gatsby. He was the Richard Roxburgh of Great Gatsby. Uh, he, he is, just, yes, he's He just gets that. it. Like there's there's other people like trying and he's just like, I reckon I know what Bez wants. <laughs> well, see, I reckon Romeo and Juliet was so good that the world forgave him Great Gatsby in Australia because I didn't like either of those films. Oh, oh Australia. Yeah, shocking. Yeah. Yeah, shocking. shocking. So after, I think after Romeo and Juliet, mm. he lost his mind. Yeah. <laughs> He did. He did. It was the same as um, like uh, what's his name who does the who did the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Oh, and Tim, Tim Tim Burton. Burton. Yeah. Too much money. Too much freedom. No. Yeah. Go Tim. back to what you. Go back to Edward Scissorhands. Yeah. Tim. Or just stop working. Just yeah. Have this great legacy. Stop making like Alice in Wonderland. That Remember was that, that was Remember bad. The bit where, um, where he does a sil- crazy yeah, dance crazy and his dance. head spins around and then it's the end of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. That's weird. That's. Did you ever see the Alice in Wonderland with Whoopi Goldberg? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wait, yeah. is that the same one? No. That's no. a different one. This is one where they're like. It's like a TV like, Is she the film. Cheshire Cat? Yeah. Yeah. It's. I feel like I feel like the Tim Burton yeah, Alice in Wonderland weird. was a whole film of just people being like, yeah, all right. Yeah, exactly. like there was a note. It'd be like, maybe we could make it more like this. He's like, all right. And then like Johnny Depp was like, maybe I could do a little dance. And he was like, all right. Yeah, I think <laughs> but, the whole thing was just a green screen as well. Like no one's actually in a physical space no. in that whole movie. No. It's just no. all. Anyway, but Romeo and Juliet. Beautiful sets. Yeah. Rose and Kranskys. Rose and Kranskys. It feels very real. It feels very for something. It it both feels real and lived in as a world but also doesn't feel like it's in this world. Mm. I feel like Shakespeare adaptations when they're like walking around speaking verse and it's like, oh, that literally looks like Fitzroy. Mm. I'm not talking about a particular one. (laughs) 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 It could be any adaptation set in Fitzroy. (laughs) With the guy from Avatar, and but like, but like it's like that's like literally like I'm lo- I, that looks like my world, our world, yeah, and yeah. they're like, and why are they walking around talking like that? This is the one of the few examples of a modern Shakespeare film where it's like, yeah, that makes it's, sense that they talk. They did like a that. really good job of yeah making it. It's not this world because I don't think it's not set in Mexico City. It's no. set in Fair Verona where we lay our scene, but it's like a non. Place because it's not, it's like, yeah, it's filmed in Mexico City. Yes, it's sort of like this South American thing. There's all these Spanish ish people, yeah, but it's then it's, but it's also not. I it's don't think like, it's like, like, you're not meant to believe that it's actually, yeah, South America. And there's even like sprinkles of like Southeast Asia, like mm. there's just little, it's very Mexico, it's very <laughs> Mexico, but it's like, it's not like so Mexico that it's like, no, mm. it's by far and away the best adaption of a Shakespeare that I have seen. I, and I stand by that. I yeah. Can you I think of better? I've seen, I've seen a lot of high school Shakespeare. I've heard. <laughs> so Julie, I've heard Julie Taymor's. Um, I've never seen her. Um, the one, the really violent one. Not. I've seen a Tempest, but she did a film in the nineties with um, Anthony Hopkins that I've heard is really, Hamlet? really good. No, like Andromeda. <laughs> Oh, that one. Um, Titus Andronicus? Yes, yeah. She, have you seen that? Oh, that's that? the real, that is the really violent one. Yeah. That's like got 700 deaths in it or whatever. Yeah, no, I haven't Christ. seen that. I hate Shakespeare. As really? A I hate it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you I, hate Shakespeare? I hate Shakespeare. I just, I mean, I'm like, yeah, good on you, mate. There's other stuff. 
Yeah. I just think we've got too much Shakespeare. Yeah. I, okay. I, I, I understand. So. Yeah. And like, I don't agree with you, <laughs> but I I respect you. But um, no, I, I I hear what you're saying. There's enough of it. I just think, but he's we, dead, so we won't be getting much more. No. <laughs> so. But if we never, if we, I never saw another Shakespeare, I'd be fine. Okay. I'd be fine with that. Yeah. I think we could, can stop making Shakespeare now. We've all seen it. We get it. And then there's also this kind of thing of like, it's universal. Mm. We all relate yeah. to it. And it's like. No, it's not. It's not, though. Have you no. seen, like, Othello? Yeah. That's not – he's, like, gets jealous, murders his girlfriend. Like, what? how are we meant to relate to that? Or, like, mm. Hamlet? That's not universal. It's about a, a prince who sees his d- dead dad and, yeah. you know, pouring poison in people's ears and it's weird. It I can make relate, so. <laughs> you can relate with Yeah, like that time I poured poison in my dad's ears. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> like I just, I get it. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I think you're right. Like I've, I've definitely seen enough Shakespeare. I've done enough Shakespeare. I have been in uh, six Midsummer Night's Dreams. Yes. Six. Oh, my God. Six. That's oh so – I God. could – like, okay, put it this way. If I was ever on a quiz show where you needed to have a specialist topic, okay. my specialist topic would be A Midsummer Night's Dream or Buffy. We, now, they're pretty well, I know they're now similar. What, yeah. our, like, what one of our January mini episodes are going to be is a little, quiz. little, little Midsummer Night's quiz. Queen, <laughs> dream. <laughs> Midsummer Night's Dream quiz. I um, Yeah, no, I feel you on that, Zoe. I think I get it. I feel, it's like, particularly Hamlet. I feel that with Hamlet Hamlet's more than any worst. other show. I ha- oh, it's a poorly also, structured it show. It could do with a fucking edit. Yeah. Yeah, Hamlet's Too a long. shocker. Also, it's not about Hamlet. Hamlet's a shocker. And every version I've ever seen, they make it all about Hamlet. And then he's like, all right, I'm off. Enjoy the next half of the show. <laughs> you're like, oh, you probably should have bumped up the other characters oh, dramaturgically. It's, it's cra- I hate Hamlet so much. Yeah. And the women in it as well, they're mm. all horrible. Mm. Like mm. Ophelia, oh, the worst. Yeah, she's The bitch. worst <laughs> character. Just, oh, and yeah. It's, what about it's Macbeth? Uh, Macbeth is kind of tolerable because mm. the magic y ones I can sort of tolerate. Yeah. I'm, like, oh, well, these witches, all right. Yeah. I. I can't imagine I would ever pick up. I just realised I like Shakespeare because I'm a wanker. It's th- that's why I like Shakespeare because I get it. Like as in, like when I read it. So now I feel like I need to be like, no, Shakespeare's wonderful. Yeah, but that's you, only you because eighteen-year-old Mish, eighteen-year-old Mish, Mish could read Shakespeare and be like, I actually know what's going on. Well, that's what and that's still there, and I hate you myself. Need to hit the next level of wanker. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like, like I get it and I reject <laughs> no, it. No, because as I was listening to both of you just then, I was like, oh my god, they're right. Like they're they're totally right. I'm like, but why is it that I feel defensive of Shakespeare? It's because when I was eighteen years old. I could open up a Shakespeare and read it and be like, I know what's going on. And I felt on top of the world. I didn't have a lot of friends. Here's what I. (laughs) (laughs) Your friend was Shakespeare the Bard. (laughs) Your your friend was the written word. (laughs) The universal Uh, ideas of love and passion. I am. I here's here's what I do like about Shakespeare, and it's not just Shakespeare. There's other. A Star Is Born is also in this category. Is when it's good, I think it's a it's it's an opportunity for um, artists or like people other than the writer to say something mm. because the writing is so established. Everyone seeing yes. it knows the writing, so it's it's one of the few examples where a director can be the one saying yeah. something. Mm. Usually the director, I think at, a good director is just doing what the writer says. Yeah. You know, and when we think of auteurs in film, actually they're 
truly being applauded for their writing as much as their directing. Mm, so yeah. that's what I like is that we know Romeo and Juliet, so we're not watching Romeo and Juliet. We're watching right what Baz Luhrmann yeah. and his team is doing, doing with to it. that. That's what I like about it. Yeah, it's like a blank slate. But yes. nine times out of ten. Oh, yeah, it's like it's it's a thing where you go, okay, it's the tension between what I know this scene was meant to be or I know the structure. It's the tension between your choice and that thing. Mm, yes. Is what I like. <laughs> and it's one of – okay, so I love musical theatre. Like, dude, there's an element of me that really loves a bloody kitsch little hop and a skip down bloody musical theatre lane. I do. But one of the things I don't like about musical theatre, which is also one of the reasons that I do, which is this beautiful, like, holistic moment, is that when I go and see Hairspray, yeah. I'm going to see the exact same Hairspray I saw 15 years ago when I went and saw Hairspray that I saw five years before that when I went and saw Hairspray. There is no change. Yeah. This is completely off topic. I'm just saying that, which is also one of the reasons why I like musical theatre because I can go and just, not Hairspray, that's a shocker. a copy of a copy of a copy Yeah, once you've seen it, you've seen it. Like if Wicked comes back, which let's be honest it will, and I went and saw Wicked. I saw Wicked with my mother five years ago. It was lovely. (laughs) But I'm going to see exactly the same. I don't need to go see Wicked again. Unless I am in that mood and in which case I know that what I will get. Does that make sense? No, yes. 100%. But yeah. I think I would say that what you just said about the director for musical theatre is about the performers. Exactly, so you're like, yeah. well, yes. I, I saw I saw Adina Menzel's mm-hmm. Wicked. Or I, you know, we removed the writing. We saw that we person's version of that. Yeah. Who's play- you're thing. absolutely right. That's a very good it's, point. It's, it's seeing – it's where I think it's when it comes undone – and why nine out of ten, nine, 99 out of 100 Shakespeare adaptations are bad is because either they start with I'm going to adapt, like I want to do a Shakespeare, not mm. I want to tell a story about love and this is the best way. Or I think when it's like um, when, it's, when, it, when they're just doing it, it's just like, yeah. <laughs> you know, like they're just like... Oh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think like I'm anything. Do like, yeah, like anything, it can, Shakespeare can be good. Like I have seen good productions mm. of Shakespeare, but in general, I just think there's all this this sort of we just revere it for just because it makes us feel smart, mm. but not. Yeah. <laughs> but and we all do that. It's just this sort, yeah, of, sort of like cultural imperialism of like it's the best yeah. and often you just you're like why are you doing a Shakespeare why why yeah. are you doing yeah. that um I hate Wuthering Heights okay well now <laughs> all right all right well, mate. <laughs> you swine no but I just wanted like like I I hate Wuthering Heights I wanted to put it out there and say it because it I feel like no, it's different man no, no is it though well, sorry, because sorry. I feel like in Wuthering Heights circles I'm uncool. They're like Wuthering Heights. <laughs> I'm you got to get off you those gonna... forums because they're making you feel insecure, man. You're you got to get off those Facebook I'm someone groups. who hates Wuthering Heights. <laughs> you got to stop hanging out in Wuthering Heights <laughs> circles, man. That's what I'm saying. Is like now I've people. admitted it. Now I've admitted it. No I can no longer about Wuthering Heights. I can no longer be circles. Now that I've admitted that I don't like Wuthering Heights, I can no longer be vice president of the Wuthering Heights <laughs> fan club. So I'm stepping down. I feel like Zoe, you've like come on to have a bit of a chat, and you've just <laughs> I'm, cr- yeah, I'm sorry. Just uh, like, you've like <laughs> turned I pulled the a rug out. <laughs> ruined my. You know life. what? You know what? Midsummer <laughs> Night's Dream isn't that funny anymore. <laughs> That's a little wordy to get the joke across. There's this thing, right, where... Oh, there's this thing, right. 
I have um I have this incredible relationship with um <laughs> I have this incredible relationship with my sister, right, where yeah. for some reason she has a ridiculous amount of influence over me, like yeah. ridiculous. ridiculous. Older? She's older. Yeah, that's, um, yeah. Where, How does she when I feel say, about Wuthering Heights? Uh, well, she likes it, so do I. Going <laughs> <laughs> back, uh, back in. Uh, no, so... <laughs> for some reason, like, I feel like, particularly at my age now where I'm like, I don't know, 23, uh, I, I'm very comfortable with who I am. I like what I like. I like how I look. Doesn't matter. Except when my sister says something. So, like, if I buy a dress and everyone's like, don't love that dress, I'm like, well, I don't care. I really like it. All, my, all it takes is for my sister to turn around and be like, I don't really like that dress. And I'm like, oh, my God, I don't like it either. She's the one person in my life. And now there's out. two. <laughs> Zoe <laughs> is my sister. And it's Zoe Christmas. <laughs> oh, Should so we um, quickly touch on John Leguizamo's performance yes. in this film? Yeah. Because it's so good. It's so good. It's great. It's ridiculous. The scene where, spoiler alert, he gets killed. What? <laughs> <laughs> John Leguizamo is dead. (laughs) John Leguizamo dies. Uh, Romeo shoots him in the chest. Um, Is absolutely phenomenal. His reveal in this film is, oh, oh, it's so hot. It's just him (laughs) with a ciggy and a gun and a fucking vest that's one size too small. (laughs) And I just think it's the most beautiful reveal of a character. And for John Leguizamo fans who have committed uh, way too long of our lives to a podcast about him, it's just... What, it's so nice to get a John it's Leguizamo reveal. I think with it's Waco. I think it's on par with Waco. <laughs> so Zoe, he was in a mini series in about 2018 about the Waco mm-hmm. siege, and uh, at the end of episode one, he hasn't been in the episode. <laughs> he's not in the episode. It's all about the Waco people and the police officer, like like, and it's all happening. And then at the end of episode one, there's this shot right where it zooms into the house across the road, and then. I'll describe it as a normal viewer and the intention of the writing. Someone opens a curtain and, like, is watching. And I think what that moment's meant to be is, like, well, the police now have eyes on it, – it's the beginning. But if but the person playing that character is John Leguizamo. So if you're a person who's dedicated three to four years of your life to watching John Leguizamo things, it feels like this reveal. <laughs> <laughs> and he's here. <laughs> so where's John? Where's John? It's like – Here's John. <laughs> and I think that, that it's so amazing that this, like, film where he's, like, this miniseries where he's maybe, like, five, six on the, on the like, list of credits it has the on par with this film where he's, like, up the top. Yeah. Uh, Incredible. Great amazing. intro. I love John Leguizamo. <laughs> yeah, and then he does – do you know he I – was, I was reading up on the way here um, – he trained with a flamenco choreographer for his gun scenes. Oh, yeah, incredible. Amazing. That doesn't surprise me. Yeah. That doesn't surprise me. So that's why me. he does sort of like a little dance with his with his yeah, guns that's... and then he takes off his jacket. Why does he need to take his jacket off? He doesn't know. need to do that. Beautiful. That yeah. whole shoot shooting scene is like like it's like there are moments in in like the this film and in his in, in his films generally where it's like it's like an abstract art piece, like postmodern abstract art piece of like 
what if we take an action scene but remove intention? Like it's just yeah. like they're just shooting, like he's just dancing around and like shooting in the air. Like, yeah, it's like, yeah. It's really, it's very much about the aesthetics. But it's sort of, of I mean, it's the first scene in the movie and it just so sets up. It's such a good, great it's scene. It's very oh. well made film. And then you're like, okay, so the Montagues are Smash Mouth? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so we've got um, okay. So smash mouth <laughs> in the yellow car. <laughs> so it's Godfather, the Godfather family versus Smash. <laughs> Get out of the car. That's like you might as well be walking on the sun. <laughs> it very well could have done that. Like that's so crazy. Yeah. Well, I think it's it's a similar. What is it? It's like it's the boys. It's the boys. <laughs> Yeah, oh, so, yeah, but no. then that beautiful choreography of the whole oh, it's thing. Incredible. But it does it. It's also it goes from zero to a million in about a second yeah. of them just like. And that this movie does that a lot. Yeah, like just people just yelling and having breakdowns like from nowhere. Yeah, yeah, beautiful. It's very, it's very like it's almost like I think the thing I really love as well is it's like I heard somewhere once in drama school that it takes ten minutes for an audience's ears to adapt to Shakespearean language. Like it's mm. like it takes. It takes ten- me maybe like ten seconds. <laughs> <laughs> not anymore. I don't know about you guys, but it takes me, not that I like Shakespeare or anything, <laughs> but it takes me maybe like. Like 10, a minute. Yeah. I'm like, yep, get it, babe, yep. move on. <laughs> kind of like riding a bike. <laughs> um, but it takes like ten minutes to for the ear to kind of adjust. Like, like, like that's a pulled out of some acting teacher's asshole, But, like, it takes, like, this time and I feel like that movie is just like, all right, we're just going to, like, smash the information over your head. And then it, it does it. It's like ten minutes of that and then after about ten minutes it chills out a little mm. bit. It's like, ah! And then it's like, ah! <laughs> and then- Yeah. And if you notice they do the opening monologue twice. Twice. Yeah. Amazing. Like- so weird. It's like they were like, well, we could start like this or we could start like this and then it's like, Okay, no los dos. <laughs> Let's just do it twice. Let's do it twice. <laughs> it's like they were comparing them, like the editor put them. Yeah. Like just went, I'll put them both in, we'll look at them side by side. And then they went, well, let's just keep it. Chuck them yeah. in. Yeah. Um, Leg was Starmo's time, I think. Yeah. Uh, so, Zoe, what we do at the end of each episode of Leg was Amarama is we give a Leg was Starmo rating. Uh-huh. Uh, so it's not what you think of the film. So if I, you know, I don't know, fuck. You just, you, it's not out of five stars for the film. It's how Leguizamo-y. So what's your favourite movie? I know that's a big question. But, like, pick there. one of your favourite movies potentially. Just In the world? Yeah, just yeah. like uh, that's a huge question. But, like, oh, at don't random, don't, don't feel the judgement. Like, you've probably got 10, 20, 30 favourite movies. What's one of them? Um, adaptation. Great, right? Right. So you might give that five stars. Yes. Mm. But it's probably like a one and a half like with Starmo rating. Well, he's not in it at no, all. No, yeah, but, but he could two be. Nicholas Cage's. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty close to that's one. John like, Leguizamo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, do you know what I mean? So like John Leguizamo, <laughs> like there is a vibe of John yeah. in that film somewhere. Just could, a little. I bit. could see him in it. Yeah, I, he, he exists like, the movie, in the adaptation universe. He's yeah. not sure. in the movie Speed. But Speed is a two and a half leg with Starmo <laughs> film because he should be. Yeah, like he he could be, he on, could that. be on that bus. You could tell someone yeah. who hasn't seen Speed in the last five years that John Leguizamo was on that in that film. They'd yeah, be like, oh, yeah, I think he was on the one of the ones on the bus. Yeah, yeah. you know. Yeah. So that gets a pretty good John Leguizamo. That's about the highest a film can yeah. get without him in it. Yeah. Okay. 
Um, <laughs> Keep in mind, we've also given movies with John Leguizamo in them one Leguizamo. Yeah, because so. if you disservice John Leguizamo, yeah, if you, you let fucking disrespect don't you fucking kill him in the first act. <laughs> yeah. Oh, right, we're going to kill John Leguizamo, yeah. so we have to fucking watch Matthew McConaughey for another hour. Oh, Fuck you. <laughs> in the edit, did you take out two John Leguizamo scenes? I don't fucking think so. <laughs> one Leguizamo for you. You mean I've waited three years just to see John Leguizamo give Keanu Reeves some important information and then never see him again? Well, fuck you, John Wick 2. I don't remember what I gave you. So that's a, just okay. a general catch-up of what the Leguizamo rating is. Sensing there's a lot of emotional investment in the Leguizamo. He's not in much. <laughs> And we're really mad at Hollywood for doing that to him. Yeah. Um, uh, so I'll give my leg with Starmo rating. Yeah, uh, go for This it. is iconic, iconic legs. Yeah. Uh, I've been, like, when you think of Johnny Legs, often this is the movie people are like, oh, he plays Tybalt in Romeo and Juliet. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, he is fucking phenomenal. Very hot. <laughs> <laughs> Like straight up though, like very hot. Yes, yes. Yeah, yes. this is Leg was Hollywood if Leg was Hollywood, you know. That, Whatever it is, this is this, this is, is working. Yeah. Um uh primo nineties Leguizamo. Mm-hmm. This gets a full five Leguistamos from me, and I don't think anyone's surprised by that. No. But I'm willing to change my score once Zoe gives hers. <laughs> <laughs> because <laughs> uh, I just got a text from your sister and she reckons it's pretty uncool. <laughs> Um, it, um, I it feel do- I, a lot of pressure with don't this worry, new I role as your score. boss. <laughs> I can give my score and then, you know, you can just get a no, feel I know, for the I, room. I, I know what – I agree with you. Oh, fuck yeah. Oh, thank yeah. God. Oh, oh uh, thank God. <laughs> Sometimes we get a guest on and they're like with an iconic one and they're like, I give it four and a half. I'm no, like, you've is, just fucked us. This is the iconic uh, – this this and Tu Wong Fu, yeah. I would have to say, yeah, peak – Peak leg was yeah. yeah, and it's, Chef and, and he's, I think Brothers. he's like the best, one of the best things in the movie. So oh, absolutely. He's so, I mean, it's a great character as yeah. well. Like he's just evil, but he plays it so well. Even, you know, say, you were saying when he, the scene where he, he is killed, yeah. when he kills Mercutio, oh. There's oh. This, um, it's such an amazing performance when it goes back to him and he's like devastated. Yeah. He's got like evil, 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 and then you see him kind of go like, Fuck! What have I done? Yeah, it's amazing, incredible. He's a great. He's so good. He's at the- proper, and he's properly good at the Shakespeare as well. And not everyone in that movie is. Yeah. Oh no! Even not Leo the young ones. at moments has like you're like oh. Well, I get oh, mad sometimes. Oof. Like it's a bit of a refrain from from me of just like the fact that Leo's in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and not Johnny Legs. <laughs> Oh, yeah, Leo. let's give Leo $40 million to eat a bison liver. In my opinion, in my opinion, Tobolt and Mercutio in this film are, yes. the, are the best. When Mercutio gets up this, I realise we're not giving a bloody Mercutio star. Guy rating. from the Matrix rating. school. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're not doing that. But when he does that whole A Plague on Both Your Houses moment. Oh, he's oh, oh yeah. strip me bad. It's beautiful. <laughs> They're both very camp characters Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well. It's Super, quite, I mean, it's quite flamboyant, like, really. Mm, well, I wonder why. <laughs> what are you saying, Baz? <laughs> Baz, do you, do you have something you want to say to us? Um, uh, he did an interview about four years ago where he told us. But anyway, <laughs> um, I, I think that 
I agree on Mercutio. I agree. Do you know what I think? I think that Johnny Legs is the Richard Roxburgh of this film. Oh. He's the Joel Edgerton of this film. Yeah. He like he got the assignment. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he got You've watched it. too much TikTok. That's my sick TikTok videos. <laughs> Go on. No, but he got it. He just got it and he was like, Oh, I understand. You want passion, but you also want a little bit of flair. Yeah. Like you want me to like find the truth, but do it with style, mm. you know. And Leo, he goes for the acting sometimes. It's like, what film do you think you're in, Leo? Yeah, well, Leo and I feel like it's like Leo and Claire are in a very earnest romance, and then yeah. the yeah. others are in like a kind of flashy pantomime, and then mm. you've got Smash Mouth, and then you've got the flamenco dancers, and then Mercutio's in his whole own film as yeah. well. He also goes from zero oh. to a million. That yeah. we, when it, when he's giving him the, the pill yeah. before the party, yeah. it's just like, and she rides <laughs> through the night, and then and he just has a breakdown. Yeah, he does. I did that scene. I did in that In a carriage monologue. that is a hazelnut. <laughs> and then, like, and then 22 the... seconds later, he's like, young heart. Yeah. You're like, what? has got issues. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're walking around with a gun in your pocket. You're going to be a little on edge. He's so on edge. <laughs> I am. Um, so funny. That, that scene in particular is amazing because I did that scene when I was like, 12 for like an a Stedford and, um, and that monologue, when you're 12 and an a Stedford, even when you're like, it's just like, oh, the eye of a gnat. It's one of those it's funny cute. little, yeah, yeah, oh, the eye of, it's like how we found a screamy, angry version of this. It's, I don't know what the hell that <laughs> performance is. It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I think I it's it like 10 Mercutios out of Mercutio. Yeah, it's like the direction has just been like, do all the acting, <laughs> every bit of acting you've got, do that. <laughs> it's literally, I reckon, like, it's like I heard a story once about, um, uh, then I'll give my score. I'm dragging it out, the yeah, anticipation. Right. But I heard a story once about um, David Lynch that apparently was some, someone that was, uh, uh, that was in the car, the guy that played, anyway, it's a very, but like he was in um, the Twin Peaks, the, the the God of Light guy, and apparently the one direction he got from Baz, uh, from um, David Lynch was go slower. <laughs> <laughs> he was apparently just sitting in the back of the car and he was like, okay, now go slower. <laughs> and, um, and I feel like Baz Luhrmann probably nine times out of ten is like, uh, more <laughs> to everyone. Yeah. Like that's all he does. Turn it up. Do you, yeah. What do you think of it? Like to the editor, bigger, to the, to bigger the music? faster, louder. Yeah, can we do it again, but a little more. <laughs> Watch what John's doing. Yeah, do more. <laughs> I was like, hey, we got the sound mix in. It's like, all right, yeah, a little more. <laughs> Could you scream it? <laughs> Could you scream it? Could we put some more pop songs? Or but you can we that, put like that more? scene where he's like, yeah, like the, the wing of a gnat and the, you mm. know, carriage is a nutshell or whatever. How they got to that version of it. Yeah. Like can you imagine they would just be like, can you scream it and then you're going to cry basically <laughs> at the end, you'll lose your mind. It's probably Why? Like, it was weird. It's probably like a stitch of like 20 takes as yeah. well. Like he probably didn't do that. He just mm. like. It's a, and that the whole movie is like so many close-ups as well. It's yeah. like it's just like a mm. barrage. Anyway, I could talk about this movie all day. <laughs> uh, I give it five legless stars. Oh, do you know what that means? Do you know what that means, Zoe? That means this film is in the hallowed turf of a Leguizamarama. Leguizamarama. <laughs> 
Baslerm and Tarantino and Juliet a leg We've yet to say that to a guest who hasn't looked at us like they're never talking to us again. What so he just shot me a look of, well, you, there's no future for you and me. <laughs> Which is such a shame, seeing as I have so much influence over your life now. I know, I'm fucked. I know. It's just always like, you know, oh, we should get a guest on. Who am I okay with just feeling deep shame about my life choices in front of? But, no, that's really exciting. Are you excited to be on a Leguizamarama podcast? Leguizamarama. Great. Um, Um, Thank you so much for joining us on Leguizamarama, Romeo and Juliet. Zoe, um, if you feel like you want to gain three or four followers on any of your platforms, (laughs) please throw out your Instagram, throw out your socials. How can people find you? I'm just at Zoe Coombsma. Oh, that's great. And you're welcome for those extra Are you doing anything in December that you need to promote or anything? No, we don't know, don't do know. we? We've I delayed mean, everything. We just yeah, stopped. Yeah, I think I'll be doing some shows. So Go see. Be, yeah. yeah. If you like uh, this, I think you'll like Zoe. Yeah. Not, yeah. what is it, you know, yeah, theatre. It's, it's crossover. Yeah. Yeah. Zoe's, it's Zoe's, cross- <laughs> Zoe's live stuff is genuinely some of the best I've ever seen. It is. Yeah. Thanks. No worries, mate. Uh, thank you so much, Zoe. Uh, thank you, Mish. <laughs> and thank you, as always, to the god of actors, John Leguizamo. <laughs> You oh, what should are Tom, the Bobby Carnavale of what, um, what should Tom take it out with? Um, we started uh, asking our editor to add in extra little bits at the end, like music, because we just like to make his job Tom, more difficult. can you take us out with um, a – Smash like, Mouth. Out, well, Smash Mouth, yeah, is better and more appropriate than an out-of-copyright version of the Not the Sunscreen song from Baz <laughs> No. Yeah, let's then take it out with Smash Mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Zoe. Bye. So don't delay. Act now. Supplies are running out. Allow if you're still alive. Six to eight years to arrive. And if you follow the may be out tomorrow. But if the office shine, you might as well be walking on the sun. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.